Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast brought to you by the gingerbread house you made in 1997. And in your memory, that house was flawless. (laughs) It had absolutely perfect execution. It had balconies. It had crenellations. It was covered in frosty gumdrops. And then you see a picture of it, and it's just an absolute f***ing mess. What are crenellations? You know when you look at, like, a castle, and it has that little pattern that kind of looks like teeth on the top of the tower? Yeah, those are Okay, yeah. how about flying buttresses? Kate, what's your experience with Christmas novelty songs from the middle of the previous century? Um, I would say it's pretty high since I live in America. Can you name and, a few? Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That one was all about capitalism. Oh, you remember the story behind Rudolph? Yeah, it was like they got to sell this reindeer toy. Yeah, the Montgomery Ward uh, department store. Uh, there's uh, Dominic the Donkey. Oof. That one's rough. Woof. There's... Do the Peanuts count? Uh, the Peanuts didn't really have a novelty song. Mm. You know who did that? The Chipmunks. We'll get to oh, that eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally called the Christmas song. Uh-huh. Terrible. Um, and that, that's not today, I promise. Thank you. I think that... And then, like, later, like, if I keep thinking of novelty songs, I'm going to go way past the middle of the century and think of, like, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Also terrible. It's really gruesome. Well, Kate, you left one off. <laughs> The snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the Snowman Oh, woof. In 1949, Kate, Gene Autry, country singer, sang the novelty song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it was a huge hit for him. The song was written by Johnny Marks, and like you said, it's based on a 1939 children's book by Robert L. May, which Robert L. May was hired to write a children's book by the Montgomery Ward Department Store to spur their sales. Well remembered. That was 1949. In 1950, Gene Autry's like, well, I want to do that again. I want to do another children's novelty style song. So he lets it be known in the songwriting community, hey, pitch me song, come sell me your novelty song. Did he need money? I mean, I'm sure he wanted money. I don't know if he needed it. He thought it'd be a good idea. So two country songwriters, Jack Rollins and Steve Nelson, teamed up and they wrote Frosty the Snowman and they successfully sold it to Gene Autry. Those two guys, I looked into them. They both are just like country songwriters, but one of them, Jack Rollins, whose name is Walter and for some reason his nickname is Jack. I, yeah. I don't know. He also wrote, before this, he wrote Here Comes Peter Cottontail. Okay, and yep. After, down the bunny trail. After this, he wrote a song called Smokey the Bear that Gene Autry also sang. I've never heard the Smokey the Bear 1950s novelty song have you i have a question for you have mm. you seen Smokey the bear lately well, he's looking good <laughs> you mean lately? they made him like buff. He, he's in shape oh yeah they made him buff. i'm gonna get you a picture right. hold on he was always like in shape but no, you're he... saying is this that thing like when you see a Look, picture there oh, okay. he's there he's like a um he's got a dad bod he's got kind of a dad bod he's like an old style strongman so you're showing me an old original picture of him yeah and then let's go Smokey the bear 2022 there he is okay yeah he's he's, he's his arms too did you go back he's to that one buff, see that one where he's holding the birthday cake his arms are looking pretty good there. Oh yeah, look at this. He's looking good. Mm. Similarly, I saw this picture the other day. You reminded me of it. This is Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in like X Men One or Two versus him in like Logan. Look how normal he looked. Yeah, he's just a regular, regular dude. He's like thirty three in that first picture, and he's you know like fifty five in this second one. He looks so normal there. Okay, so as we were discussing, the writer of Here Comes Peter Cottontail and the Smokey the Bear song, he writes Frosty the Snowman, and with a writing partner, they sell it to Gene Autry. Gene Autry records it, releases it in June nineteen fifty. Interestingly, notice that it's June. It's not a Christmas song. The original version of this has no mention of Christmas. It's just a snowman song. Uh-huh. In the original version, there's the line, he'll be back again someday. Later, in re-recordings and in some of the specials, they change it to, he'll be back on Christmas Day. But 
there is no specific mention of Christmas here. There is kind of a, a frosty phenomenon happening now. So the song comes out, it's a hit. A bunch of other people recorded, including Jimmy Durante, and they have hits with it. A little golden book gets written based on it. UPA makes a three-minute short. Are we just going to watch that three-minute short? No. Good try. It's directed by Robert Cannon, one of UPA's mainstays, and this is night. I think this is driving me crazy doing this research. As far as I can tell, this was made in 1950. And then some sources say 51 or 52. Some sources say aired on TV 1955. I don't know, Kate, but it, it was made around 1950, and then it bounced around on TV for a while. Like Bozo the Clown would show it every year. Ready? Let's check it out. We've got a lot of limited animation here. Why does that snowman have legs? Have you oh, ever yeah. made a snowman with legs? They gave him boots. Why is this kid just hopping? It looks exhausting. Here he goes. Okay, so he's a little bit terrifying looking. I feel like Frosty should go do mischief based on his little boots and like his little hop that he's doing, you know? He looks mischievous. So he's up to no good. Frosty's like, I don't listen to the police. <laughs> Didn't we see that already? Oh, we did. In this, this is a three minute, minute animation. <laughs> yep. Literally the exact same animation there. Black and white on a cartoon about snow is really... Really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to read where he is sometimes because he has no outline in that great UPA style, but... And then he just runs away. Yeah, there he goes. Whoa, why is he so fast? He's really motoring. <laughs> I did like how fast he was running away. That was the UPA version around, as far as we can tell, 1950, right around when the song came out. Aired on TV here and there. Not super popular, but 1964, Rankin Bass adapts Rudolph into a stop-motion Christmas TV special. We've seen that. And then they decided in 1969, hey, taking a Gene Autry novelty song that's kind of related to Christmas and turning it into a TV special is good for us, so let's do it again. So they take Frosty. This time they're going to do 2D animation. They're not making it stop-motion because okay. Rankin Bass also does lots of 2D. Mm -hmm. I think this is the first 2D Rankin Bass we've watched, but they have a lot of it. They cast Jimmy Durante as the narrator, because he sang the song once. You know, I don't know if they tried to get Gene Autry. I don't even know if Gene Autry was still alive. Who knows? But they get Jimmy Durante. One I have other... this visual in my head of Jimmy Durante, and he's just, like, always kind of low-key drunk. Yeah. Okay. That was his per on-screen persona. Okay, just you, check you, Yeah, you're correct. But why would they make that a child's narrative? <laughs> he's got a girl. Oh, his voice is so... I guess it'll... Hi, children. I guess it'll cha like that. remind them of, like, their dads and uncles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and like if you're, if you're out in the snow, your red nose could just be that it's like kind of cold, you know? So maybe it gives him plausible tonight. All right. Jimmy Durante's the narrator and he sings the song in the short. Uh, the short was written by Romeo Muller. It was directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass, the founders of the company. R.I.P. one of them. Yep. I forget who died. And Jules Bass. And here's someone who's not credited because they did this a lot. The actual animation director... Osamu Dezaki, because they outsourced all their animation, 2D and stop motion, to Japan. This one was Mushi Studios. He's the one who actually directed the animation. I don't know what, not to speak ill of the dead, I don't know what Bass, Rankin and Bass were doing and directing, other than being like... They were sitting on their piles of money, <laughs> shifting their booties back and forth so they could feel the money on their butt. That's what they were doing. That's what they were doing. <laughs> I guess they directed maybe the no. voiceover recording no. sessions, but it just seems pretty I'm wild that they, they didn't they didn't credit I'm coming for you, the, the actual grass. director. Anyway. There's not even grass on your grave yet, Jules. Which one died? Let's watch 1969's Frosty the Snowman. Have you seen this? Yeah. Of course. Seen what this. happens here? Give, give us a quick rundown. Do you remember? Uh, Frosty's Besides like the big beats. Pleasantly plump okay. in this. And mm -hmm. there's a little girl 
and then the sun is hot. That's it. Do you remember any of the... There's like some nope. periphery characters they introduced to pad oh, this out. The police. You'll see. There are police, I believe, but there's a there's a magician that I'm thinking oh of. Oh my god, a magician. Right. I hate magicians. There's a rabbit, I think. Oh Because that's where the hat comes from, right? I hate right? magicians so much. <laughs> if you're a magician, I'm sorry. I hate you. <laughs> I suppose it all started with the snow. You see, it is a very special kind of snow. A snow to make the happy happier and the giddy even prettier. A snow to make a home coming homier and natural enemies friends. Natural. For it was the first snow of the season. And as any child can tell you, there's a certain magic to the very first snow. Especially when it falls on the day before Christmas. For when the first snow is also a Christmas snow, <laughs> well, something wonderful is bound to happen. So this is an anime then, right? I think this is technically an anime. You weeb, you're watching an anime. I do like how jolly that dog looks. I like how everyone else looks really cartoony and then Jimmy Durante is just Jimmy Durante. <laughs> it's hilarious. Large use of cartoon sound effects so far. It's massive amount of cartoon sound effects for the amount of action that's happened. There's like eight cartoon sound effects for each frame of animation. Yeah, look, there's has legs. Why would you make a snowman with legs? They've made a shockingly good snowman with yeah. legs and arms. That kid want to name it Oatmeal? Yeah, there's always a kid who wants to name something Oatmeal. My little snowman, Oatmeal. All these children have now circled around the snowman. <laughs> it's kind of a bizarre ritual. I know, I'm worried. <laughs> Kate, it's for the pagan holiday of Christmas. So here's my element of confusion here. If the hat is really magic, why is Professor Hinkle so bad at magic? Good point. I think there are definitely some questions raised about, like, what is it like for Frosty to have the hat blown off and his life to be snuffed out? What kind of liminal state does he go into in between? Can he feel pain when he melts? Those two kids are the same drawing with <laughs> yeah. different colors painted onto them. He is dead again, and what's that like? I'm gonna go drink my special drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that line from the song. <laughs> Frosty, the only thing I need to hear about Frosty is the temperature of my beer mug. Right, like how cartoony does the rest of the, the <laughs> world look? And then just Jimmy Durante's here, hyper-realistically. so jarring. Walking around. All right, so now the rabbit is rebelling against his captor, master. I'd say owner. How what would you refer to a pet's uh, captor? human ass? Well, they're clearly not friends. What would happen if they put Frost that hat on like a dead human body? Yes. Karen's like, let's go put it on my dad. <laughs> he died a death of despair. He hung out with Jimmy Durante too much. They're doing like a litmus test, right? For like, what does it mean to be alive? And Frosty's like, okay, I can talk. I can juggle. I can count. Uh, I, I guess I am alive. Like in a world where you could watch the Peanuts Christmas or this, why would anyone pick this? I feel like Frosty is also just like the recycled pee of everyone in this town, right? <laughs> like, if you think about the water cycle, they're like, Frosty, why do you smell like asparagus pee? And you know Jimmy Durante usually doesn't make it into an indoor bathroom. Oh, no, absolutely On his way between two bars. All right, so now Frosty's leading the children on a merry parade full of limited animation. <laughs> This segment is what the entire UPA cartoon was. Yep, absolutely. Let's see, is he going to even get to the police officer directing traffic again? Oh my god, Frosty knows all about temperatures, the location of the North Pole, but doesn't know what a traffic light is. No, Kate, he's playing dumb, because you're never supposed to reveal too much when a police officer stops you. You're not supposed to volunteer any information. He just keeps saying, lawyer. Ah, yes, here's a dirty tire pile and a hand truck. 
Frosty, this is our dirty tire pile. It's where everyone in the town puts our tires. How are they going to get this snowman on a train? Here's the sound effects again. Karen, the child, Karen, has been abducted by Frosty. They're just going to go live in this refrigerated boxcar forever. People are like, it was a simpler time. You could get abducted by a moving snowman. Just as long as you were home by the streetlights coming on. Aha! Also, your uncle is going to come to Christmas, but don't be alone with him. Okay, so night has fallen. It seems worse to be out here at night than it was to be in a refrigerated boxcar. You got the wind chill factor. What? Now we got Santa? Did you remember that Santa was in this? No. The first time I saw this as an adult, it really took me by surprise. Yeah, I had no memory of that. All right, so the animals have obliged and built a fire. Yeah. What? Can Frosty turn his whole head around? Yeah, Frosty's pretty scary. Kind of a... Reagan from the Exorcist kind of way. The magician has blown the campfire out. He's like, die of hypothermia, child. Oh, give me the hat. Oh, look. <laughs> She's using Frosty as a sled. Listen, this magician is relentless. Also, where are the police? They're just out oh. there directing traffic, doing broken window shit. Santa's here. Santa ain't got time to talk to this rabbit. Does Santa speak rabbit? Oh, look, Jimmy Durante answered your question. Santa speaks fluent rabbit. Of course he does. Frosty is completely melted, sacrificing himself for his friend, who, despite her limited animation, seems to be conveying quite a significant amount of emotion. You know what? At the Oscars, when they show that video of like, hey, remember everybody who died this year? <laughs> it's kind of like that. We're flashing back to 10 minutes ago in the special. I'm glad we didn't see it, but I kind of wish we had. I wanted to see Frosty's final moments because yeah. we went right from him getting locked in the greenhouse to him as a puddle. We didn't get to see the process. Yeah. Drink the liquid, child. Drink your friend. <laughs> He will always be with you. This is one of the worst Santas in TV special history. Oh, he's back. We've learned nothing. The hat's back. Let's see if it'll make Frosty alive again. Happy birthday! <gasps> hey, I said my first words. But, but Snowman can't talk. <laughs> All right, come on now. What's the joke? Could could I really be alive? All right, what'd you think of that? That was absolute shit. Wouldn't you have rather just watch the three-minute version? Oh, 100%. I didn't like this. No, everything they added June to... Foray. That's yeah. a very familiar name to me. Why? Oh, yeah. She's like the queen of uh, voiceover. She's Rocky and Rocky and Bullwinkle. She's the granny and the Looney, old Looney Tunes. You know her. I'm sure we've seen her in something on this podcast at some point, but she's just like, like the female Mel Blanc, basically. Look at those reindeer walking like that. So Frosty goes back with Santa at the end. What a simp. All right, that was, it was not compelling really in any way. Didn't, not great. No. Didn't like it. Pretty boring. Pretty just, boring. Just kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. That's like something that as a kid, I remember having some level of fondness for without mm-hmm. remembering all the details and then seeing it later. You're just like, you can't even figure out what you ever would have liked about it. You know, like I can watch Rudolph and, and the some of the other better stop motion ones and be like, okay. They're not the most fun thing to watch right now, but they're still interesting. I could see why I liked them, but this, it's like, they got nothing. And they got Santa there for some reason. Totally unnecessary. Does not add anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's just disappointing, It was right? underwhelming. Yeah. All right. I would have just rather had a special where the animated Jimmy Durante just, like, gets really drunk and tells you a weird story. I think that's what this is, right? Like, he's leaving a bar at the beginning, presumably. In and the this morning. this is him telling <laughs> It's him telling you a story. Did you ever hear about the time a snowman came to life? 
Sorry, that one's kind of lame. Uh, I do recommend to listeners out there, if you haven't seen the UPA version, search it up. Yeah, so three short. minutes. So short, got that beautiful UPA animation, uh, that style. All right, uh, that's Frosty. We'll uh, watch something. Maybe we'll do some stop motion next week, Kate. That's it for nostalgia this week. Cool. Find us on social media. All right, tune in next week for more Christmas. Hopefully less disappointing Christmas, but I have bad news for you. Our rankin Bass stop motion that are left that we haven't done yet. Not great. They look pretty dreadful. But I feel like good fodder. Well, hopefully. Like, this was not good podcast fodder. No. It was just kind of boring and lame. So hopefully, like... I need it to be worse, Tyler. Make it worse. Right. Well, then you might be in luck. He's back, the original cool guy. And this time, he's going to melt your heart. So chill out with Frosty the Snowman. Share the holiday spirit Friday on CBS.